Thank you for joining me here on Self-Discovery on Sunday with Dr. D. That is me. I am the hostess with the mostest. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Did you feel that? Did you, did you feel that? Good, good. Whether this is your first time or you are a frequent listener, I thank you. Uh, you guys are amazing. You are great. I want to always pause and thank my subscribers, my listeners, those who DM me and inbox me and email me and everyone who listens and supports our show. Uh, those who tell others about how awesome our podcast truly is, because yes, it is. Uh, we do this together. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Oof, uh, can I, uh, um, can I, can I tell you about, about my mother? Um, who, okay, yes, I, I can do this. Okay. My mom was the oldest of 15 siblings. Uh, yeah, yeah, you heard me, 15. Uh, she never wanted kids because she had to raise her siblings, um, fighting, yelling, cursing. Poverty, dysfunction, depression, uh, alcohol, sadness, divorce, broken family, lack of a father figure, and being black in the South during segregation. <laughs> My mom did not have an easy life, y'all. Um, she didn't. It was just, uh, it was rough. When we were younger, she used to always take us to where she grew up. And it's called a shotgun house. You can see straight to the back, from the front door to the back door. And um, that's how she grew up. It was um, very poor, no floor. Um, she had the same sweater, spring, summer, fall, winter. It had holes in it. And she would always uh, kind of scrunch up the sleeve so uh, her classmates could not see the holes in her elbows. And um, very, very humbling, humbling life she had. But then, uh, when she hit 17, she entered Jackson State University in Mississippi and met the love of her life, my dad. Uh, she majored in math and became a math teacher expert par excellence. And over the course of their college years, they met and, they met and talked and dated met their families and each other. And, and dad popped the question. They married and had three kids. Later in life, my mom would say, your father loved it out of me. He loved the pain out of me. He loved me past my pain. Because, see, my dad had the opposite <laughs> life. My, you know, my dad had love from day one. He was shown love from day one. And in fact, when we were kids, we always stayed at least two weeks in Mobile, Alabama with my paternal grandparents. They were loving and supportive, supportive, and they, they spoiled us, took it to 7-Eleven and got the ice cream and the sundaes and uh, ate Dale made barbecue and she cooked down. She had a nice big old house at night. Those summers in Mobile were some of the best from my childhood. Mom didn't just let anyone keep her children. And as an adult, I, I see that now. I, I watch that now. And where she's sitting, she's got the best view. And I, God, I hope she's proud. I say that mom has the best seat because uh, she passed away 18 years ago. 
Her birthday was last week. It's the 1st of April. April 1st is her birthday. And she would have been 80, y'all. She would have been 80 years old. And I I often tell people, I, I can do anything in life. I can do anything because I've had to do the hardest thing. And that's, that's bury my mother. Uh, July 29th, 2005, never leaves me. Uh, although it's been 18 years, um, I remember it like it was yesterday when the limos came to the house. It was a very beautiful day. It's a sunny July day. And um, of course, mother was already at the church, First Baptist. And, um, we walked in and she rolled in. <laughs> um, and we walked out and she rolled out and uh, went to Valhalla. And, um, she was in her mausoleum because my mom said I chopped cotton, so I don't want to be in the ground. So I won't dirt them. I don't want dirt in my mouth. She always said that. She said, put me above ground. And when our dad passes away, he will slide in beside her. Let me tell you some lessons I've learned about my mom passing. It was a way of God getting my attention. See, I honestly believe that the things I've accomplished post my mom's death I would not have accomplished had she still still been here. And the Lord told me years ago to quit my job. He told me years ago that uh, my name would be everywhere. He told me years ago I'd be doing these amazing things on these amazing stages. Didn't believe him. I didn't. Uh, when my mother got ill, and I, I, I thank God that my entire childhood, my mother was never ill. <laughs> she was the mom that brought brownies and um, the PTA president and, she was involved in everything I did. She was never, ever ill. It wasn't until years after when she retired that she was diagnosed with kidney failure. and um, Her body would be swollen. have to go to the hospital and uh, do um, uh, all kinds of things to her body and uh, get her back healthy. She had high blood pressure and, and all these things. But I, I learned a lot of lessons in that. One, God was like, Denise, I've got things for you to do. And if she's still here, you won't do them. Now, your mother is tired. She has done all that she can do. And she's ready to go. See, I wanted her here for me. I wanted her here for me. I was 32 when she passed. I about turned 33. I'm like, God, are you really going to take my mom? You know, and the Lord was like, I, I, she's ready. And now you've got to be ready. And I realized that. When she passed, it was not just for her. It was for me to remind myself how strong I am and that I still have life to live. And God's like, now I do I have your attention now because your mom is your world. And I get that. She's your mom. She should be. But there are things you got to do. There are things I need you to fulfill. So I get your attention. So mom has the best view. She sees everything that I'm doing. And I'm so, so, so grateful. I still see her. I still hear her. Um, she hasn't gone anywhere. My mother loved two things, several things, but she loved butterflies and she loved the color yellow. So whenever Danny and myself or Danielle or even Maddie, we see yellow butterflies, I know she's near. And when we were in South Africa, I kept seeing yellow butterflies. And I said, if you're trying to get me to die right now, I'm going to die, mom. But that let me know she was there. And, and she sees everything that's happening and all the things that are yet to happen, and God, 
She's got the best view. Mom has the best view. And here's the thing. Of all my adventures I've been on, she would totally go. When Danielle lived in Paris, right after Alabama A&M, she graduated and moved with the Walt Disney World Company. And then they moved her to, at that point, Euro Disney. And Danielle stayed in Paris four or five years. She speaks fluent French and Creole. My twin's bad, y'all. Now, these most are bad. But Danielle, my twin, that bitch is bad. Um, and I do mean that bitch is bad. Um, but my mom would be at the Oscars. And she'd be in Cape Town. And she'd be in Biloxi. And she'd be at the Essence Festival. And she'd be at the SAG Awards. And she'd be at Sundance. My mom would have gone with me. She would have seen exactly what I'm doing on the red carpet. My first book signing, she, along with Miss Sears, she, she, she designed it and she put it together. God, she's got the best view. And it's been 18 years since she passed. And look what she has seen in 18 years. And something I do every now and then and I want to thank a good friend of mine who told me this. I take a big balloon, big balloon, and I blow it up, just a yellow, a blue, um, a red balloon, but usually like a yellow balloon. And I take uh, a permanent marker, and I write a letter to my mom. I get the big balloon, I blow it up, I tie a little tie into it, a knot into it, and I say, Dear Mom, I'm about to go to Cape Town. I'm doing my first TED Talk. Uh, please meet me there, and I'm going to wear the black shoes you always like. I'm going to wear the stilettos. And I would, and I'll release that to the sky. So my mom gets mail in heaven. <laughs> and I, I want to thank a colleague who I'll, I won't say because she asked me not to say her name. But um, I thank her for that. She said, this is what I do whenever I miss my mom. I send her mail in heaven and I get a big balloon and I mail it to her so she can see what's going on and, and she'll get her mail. And I do that now. So I give that to you. If there's someone that you're missing that's no longer mortal or human that's walking the earth and you want to send them something, get a, a bag of balloons from the dollar store and blow them up and send them mail in heaven. And, 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 and by then they'll see my mom and know my mom and they'll read their mail together, you know. And Life is so short, y'all. Uh, the folks who are here with us, treasure them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you miss them. Tell them you, I'm mad at you. And then hug them. Uh, because life is just so short. 18 years has flown by. But I remember it like it was yesterday. And I'm so grateful for the 32 years that she gave me. Because that prepared me for the rest of my life. And uh, I hope she's proud. Thank you for joining me every week. I do not take our time lightly. Uh, I take it very seriously. I write my notes every week and weeks in advance, really, about what I want to share. And I, I get your emails and your inboxes and uh, all the ways that you all um, reach out to me about what has helped you. And Dr. D, please discuss this. Please discuss that. And lately, um, passing on and, and death has been one. So I said, let me go ahead and get the best example. I know. Let me use my mom. So I thank you all for that. And as we close our show, I always close with my acronym using my name, Denise Mose, M-O-S-E. I am moving obstacles slowly every day. And so can you.